Hello, all of you beautiful people. Um, welcome to this week's episode of Adoption Adventures. So, funny story. Um, I was recording our episode to air right on time and uh, was going to be released on, on the Monday. And as I got about sort of 10 minutes into the recording, little dude phoned me. And as we got 90 seconds into that conversation, that blew up into a massive argument that then led into all kinds of hassle and hustle and bustle and stress and whatnot, and did not result in me recording the episode. Um, You'll all be happy to know that at the end of the argument, everyone was fine, everyone was okay, we even hugged it out. So, (sighs) apologies for the uh, tardiness, this is life (laughs) as an adoptive family, right? um, the topic that I'm going to be talking about today, um, and I've, I've actually started this recording like three times, um, trying to get the intro to this right. The topic that I want to talk about is a topic that has sort of, um, I'm going to say political connotations. It has the opportunity to cause frustration, difficulties, um, And I think that it could split people um, on sort of their opinions. And I think the the caveat that I need to absolutely start this episode with, and will reiterate a number of times, I'm sure, is that I'm coming from this topic from a very naive perspective. Okay? And like I say, I'll probably reiterate that a number of times. Um, so to get into it, I want to talk about transracial adoption. I would like to just touch on that as a subject. I know that I've talked briefly about it before, but I've just, it's come up quite a few times in recent conversations and it's something that I just felt like I should just talk about again. Um, so to clarify Transracial adoption is when you are adopting a young person who does not share your ethnicity. Now, I am not an adoptee, and I did not do transracial adoption. So, and I'm definitely not someone who grew up as a transracial adoptee, um, and I've not spoken to any adult transracial adoptees okay so that that's my extreme level of naivety here okay please understand that's that's where I'm coming from the reason I wanted to talk about this is I was in a training recently and we were talking about the children that are waiting um, the amount of children that are waiting compared to the amount of adopters that are waiting and as it always do, does the statistics came out about how many um, black and ethnic minority um, or BAME children were waiting. And an adopter in the room sort of raised the question and said, why are these within the category of the harder to place children? Why are these children waiting longer? Um, and the social worker responded with, because we don't have as many BAME parents coming forward to adopt. This individual um, 
sort of had an opinion and, and cited that opinion and said, hey, well, why does that even matter? Like, sure, if you can, if you can do sort of like a, a, a match that matches ethnicity as well, great. But are we still in the world where this needs to be the priority that we're claiming it is? Um, surely, you know, this was his view, surely if you've just got parents that just want to love this child, that's the biggest part of the puzzle completed. Um, and this sparked a little bit of a discussion, a little bit of a debate. And we're, we're in that situation whereby I think that we're we're teetering on the edge of the discussion, but I think it's because it's a it's a difficult conversation to have because there's not as much data as what we need in order to demonstrate that it's been done and it's been done successfully or unsuccessfully. Um, but I think we're teetering on the edge of this conversation and having the conversation of right. Is it okay to place a child that doesn't quote unquote look the same as you? Now, the challenge that I had when when we were having this conversation is I kind of fall into the same boat of if if I felt a connection with a child and if I felt like there was a, a connection there and an opportunity for us to start a family, I wouldn't want skin tones to be a factor. Um, but the problem is, like I say, because of my na- naivety, I don't come from a BAME background. Therefore, there are a lot of different aspects of that life that I just don't understand, know, grasp um, or have exposure to so are there things that I would miss without knowing that I'd missed it is the the ultimate question but I flipped the narrative kind of the other way sort of two two ways as well flip the narrative first by saying well if this child remains in long-term foster care the likelihood is not the guarantee but the likelihood is they will be still living with someone who is not part of the main background so we've not achieved what we set out to achieve by having that as a rule they're still going to grow up in in an environment where they don't look the same as their long-term carers so we haven't solved the problem. Um, and then the other sort of the other flipping on that is, well, okay, so if this child is waiting or children are waiting longer, but there is a family that are keen to move forward. Are we honestly saying that the better option is for that child to not be adopted just because they don't look the same? 
and I have engaged this conversation and I've, I've engaged it and I, I think I think it was from a transracial adopter I think I can't remember but anyway we engaged in this conversation and they they felt that whilst that wasn't the solution actually that did in some ways make them feel more comfortable um i don't i don't fall into that category i believe that if someone is looking to adopt a child and they feel that there is a connection they feel they can offer that child a loving caring nurturing home maybe they can't meet all of their needs but if they can meet a large majority of them and they want to i think that this is something that we should be exploring again from a naive perspective um when when i've had conversations with various social workers again this has caused some sort of um debate discussion um disagreement um i'm going to use crude language and this isn't the language that social workers would use um but i'm going to use crude language here for that i apologize um but the social workers are in a sense they're, they're saying look we've got to move past long past the days where you go out with a color swatch to make sure that we're matching it's not what social workers are saying but of that of that sort of strictness of we can only match spot on ethnically um because these children would wait longer and is it the social workers that are putting these fears anxieties and stresses in place is it the social workers that are saying this can't be a match because it's not a right ethnical match ethnic match um and like i say i know that this is a, a a difficult topic and a difficult subject but i'm also hoping that the way that i'm approaching this is coming and I'm hoping that it's coming across. I'm coming from a place of love. I'm coming from a place of, I want, I don't want any children waiting. I don't want any child to feel like they didn't, something wasn't right with them so they couldn't get the right home. Or any child to grow up feeling like they weren't good enough to be adopted. I never want a child to feel that way. So, when I say I'm naive, I'm coming from that level of naivety of let's get a match instead. Now, I think sometimes the challenge in these conversations are if you do speak to transracial adoptees, they might talk about how that was difficult. I've heard certain conversations of that was difficult growing up in that environment because I felt like I stood out. I felt like my parents didn't get me. They didn't understand. They didn't sort of support my culture and things like that. And I think we need to respect that. I think we need to sort of consider that. What I think would be interesting is if we then interviewed um, individuals from vain backgrounds who grew up in long-term foster care because there wasn't an ethnic match and ask them what their viewpoint is. Do they think that this should be the important factor that is currently at? 
Now, obviously, that's a hypothetical question because they didn't grow up in that world, so they can't really say. But they can say that they grew up in the world that they did. So I'm, I'm hoping you're seeing where I'm going with this, okay? Um, I, I think that it's relatively obvious how I feel about this. But I'm hoping that it's also sort of clear that I've not gone through this and I've not experienced this. Therefore, I might be getting this so, so wrong. And I really, 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 really wouldn't want to cause offence or upset. But I guess I'm just in that perspective of, I think we need to start having these conversations and I think we need to start just... um, being a little braver with it. Um, I had a conversation with um, a social worker who said that an anxiety that they had about transracial adoption was actually, um, and again, this wasn't the language they used, but almost like the hero complex of adopters. Hey, look, I adopted, but I also adopted a child from a BAME background. And I, I don't know, but again, naivety speaks here. I would never approach things from that perspective. I don't know if others could, would, should. Like, well, definitely shouldn't. Absolutely shouldn't. But, but I don't know if, if there is that mentality. I don't know if that is a thought process. Um. I guess I'd like to just explore the motivations as to why, sort of, you know, what what sort of um, connection did you have? Why did you have that connection? What what can you offer this child? Um, and I was I was in a, a training, and um, a social worker said, you know, if if all you're going to do is just um, go to a restaurant that serves um, their sort of ethnic food. That is not good enough. That is not exploring their culture. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, but but if someone is saying that they are going to have conversations, they are going to ensure that they are meeting different people and they are encouraging people of all walks of life to be in their children's lives and that I actually don't think it should matter about the BAME part I actually think these are people that should be in our children's lives anyway because we should always be promoting this sort of life um you know it's it's like playing with girls and boys toys like are we serious it's 2023 just get get some toys and play with some toys it really doesn't matter about poxy gender identities that is not a thing that we should be (laughs) stressing about um i just yeah i I just think that there are there are these sort of topics these issues these questions and and you kind of listen and go right i think that i'm reading it the wrong way or i don't think i'm hearing the full force of what's being said I, 
I'm coming from a place where I want all children to have a, a happy, safe home environment. Um, and if we can find that, then we should. And if if we need to make certain changes, allowances, differences, or look at the problem in a different way, then, hey, let's start looking at it in a different way. But like I said, I think, I think we need to get into the point where we are brave enough to start raising these questions, asking these questions and challenging the actual thought process. At the moment, I'm, I'm being included in these sort of quiet contemplations behind closed doors. And I think we need to be more open about it. But I don't know if people have a fear of sounding racist. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's an anxiety. That if we raise this question, do we sound that way? Or any of the things that I've said today, any of the things in this episode, have I at any point come across racist or offensive or inconsiderate? I don't know. My viewpoint is that I come from a place of love and definitely not intending to upset. That's all I can ever try to do. I want to be educated. I want to learn. I want to know more. I want to know what is holding these sort of, um, what, what is holding these, these adopters back? What is stopping those adopters being able to go forward? What can we do to move things forward so as we can find wonderful families for these children? Um, so yeah, I'm just in that sort of perspective where I, I'm, I really feel like these uh, conversations that are going to be have being had and that I, I don't think we're far away from these conversations coming out into the open and being a more sort of in-depth discussion. And I don't know how much research has been done. I'm sure that there's been a fair amount. I'd love to know more about the research that has been done and to see what else we can do and how else others can support um what are anxieties of social workers why doesn't this work have they seen that it hasn't worked and if they have seen why it not working what are we doing to talk about that and and sort of plug that gap um so i think yeah i i know i know i've i've not sort of brought a topic whereby i'm giving you conclusions but I'm hoping this is a topic where it's going to just start some thought processes and start some conversations. Um, maybe it isn't the right path for you. But maybe it is. And maybe that we're in a situation where we can challenge this thinking and we can say, why not? Um, so, yeah, I just... I want to be part of a conversation but I don't know what the conclusion is <laughs> um, so so yeah perhaps this has um, given you food for thought perhaps you've perhaps you, you don't agree with what I've said perhaps you aren't comfortable with what I've said I, I'm, I'm all okay with that because I am looking to learn and perhaps actually you've experienced this and you'd like to talk about it or perhaps you've experienced where it 
you can certainly wouldn't work and you want to talk about anyone anyone who wants to come on and talk to me and sort of share their views and and sort of open this conversation i'm i'm really sort of excited to learn more um and and understand that i i I don't fully understand and i'm all right with that um because i want to so so yeah that's the the musings from me for this week um and yeah I'm, i'm hoping that haven't upset anyone um i'm hoping that you understand where i'm coming from and um yeah if you've got views opinions or anything like that you just get in touch um drop us a line facebook or instagram is adoption dot adventures twitter adoption advent one um or drop me an email adoption adventures at one two three at gmail.com i really really hope to hear from you Thank you, Doug. Well, thank you as always, and I will speak to you next week.